Hey folks and welcome to a Daily Ratings Year in Review. On today's show, we'll sit down with Vincent Daly to talk about the films we covered in 2022. We'll also discuss how far the Daily Ratings has come this year and take a look on where we're going for 2023. But most of all on this special, we're going to be giving out our very first Tom Daly Awards. It's like our version of the Oscars, but actually good and more fun and properly represents how these films actually perform. But anyway, it's going to be a great year in review, so stay tuned and enjoy. Mr. Vincent Daly, how we doing, brother? Sorry, I had you. Oh, it's already gone to shit, our special episode here. <laughs> the special has gone to shit. How's it going, Tommy Boy? It's going okay. We have our much anticipated year in review, and it's going to be a blast going through all these oh, together. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's I'm our looking first time ever. It. We're having sips. You have two fingers of whiskey on your side. I got a little Campari on this side. Um, it's just a relaxed show. Yeah. It's nice that we can just sit down and chat with each Chilling other. Chilling out, talking about movies, uh, and definitely talking about what was actually worth your time yeah. this year, folks. Uh, there was a little, I mean, looking at this list, Tom, master of, of data, <laughs> data, data master, is yeah. uh, add that to, to the resume. Uh, let me tell you, there is a lot of movies we covered. Uh, I was telling Tom before we start recording, folks, that... Man, uh, on the left side, we have all the movies that weren't from 2022. It's a pretty good list. Uh, Yeah. On the right side, the movies from 2022, uh, it's not not a great list at all. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what the hell was I thinking? But Uh, I think we covered um, about 250 films in the year. Yeah, pretty much. And on this list here, we kind of, last January was... I, I, last January was heavy on 2021 stuff because we were catching yep. up the Oscars. So I think we really kind of went live with the podcast mm-hmm. to the public sometime in late February, mm. early March, and we had this huge catalog. Yep, yep. So folks, so you know, obviously we talk about it with this master list. We started years and years ago, Vin and I just sitting on a couch. We would sit down every other month, every three months, mm-hmm. and we would just go through the movies Vin had watched. And then that's it. He would, he would literally talk about it. was like the podcast, actually. <laughs> yeah. He would just yeah. be talking to me. And then talking you, his ear off. <laughs> and then you gave a rating, and we had this huge amount. So, But then we knew we wanted to get the podcast, mm. and we kind of set up our RSS feed, and we got the kind of the site URL, and we had our guy Colin kind of working on the site to actually build it and yep. get the code. Yep. And we were like, well, it would be nice when we launched a podcast to have five. Yeah. You know, bad, people don't like the five films we have. You know, now you get 20, 25 films mm-hmm. that you can listen to. Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, we ended up launching way later than we thought. And we, yeah. we came with like 20 episodes preloaded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so some of that was 2021. But for the most part, I think we have what? Almost, we have about 246 films yep. on our spreadsheet that we covered because we really started with the first episode that we had a new release, basically. And these are all normal episodes as well, if I'm correct, right? This uh, isn't a specials in here. Specials are in here. Okay, specials Yeah, are Star in Treks here. are in here. Lord of the Rings are in here. Mm. Um, and our zombie movies are in here of as course, well. Of course, of course. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to take a time. just, And that's kind of how... How we started, folks. So the site kind of got launched in late February. Uh, the podcast kind of launched in late February. So even though we've been doing this for over a year and more than 2022, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's almost like we've been doing it less than a full year also, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I feel like January is always going to be so dry every year. 
That's why that, I, I, it's it's always going to be catch up of the prior year. But I love that the format. I think people would enjoy it too. The last couple of weeks or first week in January as well is mm. you know what fell through the cracks. Yep. Which last week was great because mm. we're going to be talking about some of those films. Yeah, absolutely. And then also in January, since it's naturally dry, uh, it's great to do our year in review and our Tom Daly's. Right, right. And which I don't is, have to watch whatever schlock is pushed out for January. Right. No, exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> But that's kind of where we came from. You know, it, it was such a blast to finally launch this. Mm. We had always, we talked about it for years, mm-hmm. starting a podcast and launching a database site. Mm-hmm. It's not your father's Squarespace site that you could just go on. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, we're building a database. It is a database. Right. Truly. We're literally doing our own yeah. IMDB for the most part. And it's only two guys doing it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, an immense amount of time. Yeah, immense absolutely. amount of time. But uh, so we, we couldn't be any more pleased with how far we come, and the responses have been really good from people. Yeah, and we could not do it without uh, all of you producers uh, who donated throughout the year, uh, th- who who are enthusiastic about the idea as well. Uh, I mean, a heartfelt thank you uh, to all of you that listen week after week, uh, donate in, write in, give us feedback in in, in our real lives. <laughs> so <laughs> the, true, the podcast yeah. is inescapable. <laughs> but uh, uh, really, I mean, if if we're doing it for anyone uh, now, it is for all of you. Uh, where in the beginning, yeah. that was it was it was different. The mentality was us trying to maybe make something out of an idea. Now it's it's keeping up uh, uh, to you know bring a product that all of you enjoy, uh, and hopefully we'll continue to enjoy. Yeah, and I and I would just take one caveat that it, it's for. We obviously enjoy it as well, but mm-hmm. it's it's for the love of film because I think the both of us have a different special relationship with movies and just right. cinema and film yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, even me, who's not watching five a week, yeah. but um, so much more in tune to the culture. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's definitely part of our lives now. Absolutely. But it was fun. I mean, in, for in, better in or worse. We, we were so busy with some other things. I mean, yeah. you literally went through a big transition with work recently yeah, and yeah. still doing this every week. Yep. And my evenings have been shot for the better part of the last <laughs> quarter of the year. <laughs> right, right. But it's been a blast to still sit down once a week and have this outlet. You know, yeah. it's fun for us, the value that we're getting back from other people mm-hmm. and that, that community that's kind of building up. Is is awesome to see. Yeah, and it returns to that concept of uh, hey, this is what I watched this week. Actually, what I mean, it's it's maybe not the, an amazing episode, but when I was away on the trip in August, mm, yeah, uh, I liked that it was kind of a scrappy movie list, but that was legitimately what I was able to piece together in a week, and that was the heart of what we used to do. When I was just come over, we sit on the couch and talk about the movies I watch. <laughs> that really is the heart of what we, you know, what we want to get across here. So it's, uh, hey, this is what I watched this week. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Yeah. It, is, is anything worth your time? I know. <laughs> you were the ultimate water cooler ear chatter. It's like you go yeah. to, it's like, oh, Vince by the water cooler. I'm going to have to hear about the movies this week. <laughs> People come to me. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, uh, That's so true. I, I tell them now, listen to the podcast. Uh, by the way, that when you went on that trip and that week we had, that was the mm-hmm. week you watched Ambulance. Oh, And yes. I managed to get through like the first oh. 50 minutes of it this wow. past weekend. Really? I, really? I was just like, let's turn it on. It was, let's see. It was more shocking than I thought. <laughs> it is. It is a shocking film. Did you get to the singing moment? No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Man. I got to the point where she runs, tries to run out for the first time. Oh, okay. When okay. they're in the alley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is something else. He's, it's wild. It's like, who let him act like this? Does he Literally. want to act like this? I know. It's just like. <laughs> Did he have a gun to his head? <laughs> and Nightcrawler is such a good movie. 
Oh, and yeah. he's such a weirdo and plays a creep. And Prisoners. This... I mean, yeah, Joan Hall is has a very large spectrum of uh, good and bad for sure. <laughs> and ambulance, unfortunately, is on that. The money's talked. I think. <laughs> anyway, uh, so any any other lasting thoughts on twenty twenty two? It's just I been think, a good year, really. No, I, I mean, I think that's good for the most part. And again, just a heartfelt thank you to everyone listening and everyone enthusiastic of. Us chatting your ear off uh, once a week. (laughs) Okay, so I think let's just jump into it right away. Yeah. This is what people have been waiting for. This is the moment. The industry is waiting for our choices. We're here. (laughs) Welcome to the apartment, everyone. We can't book the uh, Hollywood studio or whatever the hell they're in when they do the Oscars. We're still in tuxes. We rented rented two suits. Thank you, audience. Thank you, audience. Yeah, two suits. So this is this is the Tom Daly's, and we and we have both decided that no other award ceremony matters anymore. Oh, certainly not. Clearly, you come here. We will be the trendsetter from here on forward. Yeah, I think so. So, folks, I think we're going to break it down. We have categories. Yep. And um, we're not going to do the whole and the top ten is, mm. and then we pan to the actors <laughs> and we play little clips. It's just kind of like here are categories, some runner ups if, yep. if we feel like we need to. Yeah, if there's an honorable mention, definitely definitely throw it out there for sure. Okay. And we'll break it down. We have the Tom Daly's. Yep. Okay. And we'll have the normal awards of actor, director, yeah. cinematographer, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then within that, I'm going to surprise you. <laughs> I'm I'm going to surprise Vin, folks, with our own <laughs> separate awards within the Tom Daly Awards. Yes. You yes. know what I mean? They're Tom Daly Awards that I don't know about. Right. And I will, I will also award on the fly. And maybe <laughs> it might be an every year thing. We might scrap these awards yeah. for next year. We'll really see how it goes. We'll see. I like the surprise element. It's definitely more of a game here. Uh, but to go through one more time, folks, we covered around 83 new films this year. We covered 138 old. Now, wow. there might be a few more than that. But yeah. Again, we not, some of these January episodes didn't really make it on the list. Sure, we were sure. covering just different things. But that's so, Vin, I think for your awards, we're talking 2022 specific. Yeah. For uh, the other awards within the Tom Daly mm-hmm. umbrella, with I, for the most part, all. Okay. Just so you know. I love that. And for the people to know. And it's a better list. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, maybe if the January episodes were kind of in, I mean, there were a lot of tw- uh, 2021 films. I mean, there were some good ones there. I mean, I remember. There's um, some poopy ones, too. Some poopy boys. <laughs> but we'll get into that, too. Some poopy boys, yeah. Okay. So, well, I think let's start with. The lesser categories and build our way up. Honestly, okay. let's get some stuff out of the way mm. with animated. Oh, out of the way. You're breaking my heart. <laughs> well, that's, we had, yes. Okay, we had a savior last week coming <laughs> yeah. at the last moment. Okay. Otherwise, it was pretty dismal. <laughs> and even within last week's episode, we had a we had a bad animated yeah. as well. Um, you want to You want to start with animated? all right? Yeah, yeah. Let's do animated. Uh, so best animated, I think, without a doubt, has to go to Del Toro's Pinocchio, uh, and not only that because of its recent, you know, top of mind recently on the episode, but it man. Uh, score wise as well, it is up there on yeah. all of all of what we scored this year. Uh, Oh, big t- we barely have anything over the 80s yeah. for this year. Like, it, it's literally, it might be five or even less, yeah, four or yeah. five. And Del Toro's Pinocchio got a 83%, mm-hmm. which is huge. And it was the last film we did of the year, which is crazy. crazy. Yeah. Out- outrageous. And, and, I, and also, but very grateful as well. I know. We just had some, we had some stinkers in there. Um, I, and shockingly, I don't think anyone would, all, would say this. For the movies that came out this year, mm. 
uh, would you say a run? The honorable mention would have to be the Sea Beast. I think so. Yeah. Totally forgotten about by everyone. Yeah. Uh, pushed away by Netflix. Mm-hmm. He gave it a seventy nine percent. The visuals were were cool. It was a pirate type theme yep. stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it's maybe don't sleep on it. Seventy nine is a great score. Absolutely. And it was gonna be and. It was, it was only Del Toro's Pinocchio to come in at the last second. <laughs> right, last minute, dark horse uh, coming in. Uh, yeah, Sea Beast, I think, is a perfect example of a theme we hit on throughout the year that Netflix's marketing and what is pushed out is so asinine. It, it makes oh. no sense. Uh, and for Sea Beast to be so high quality and... And so true to form, like it was really just right. a, a great pirate movie, kids aside, animated aside, I thought it was an awesome pirate movie. Uh, so to, to have that as an honorable uh, mention, uh, I think is well deserved. Yeah, and I hope people don't sleep on it. Like you can forget, Turning Red, I didn't hate it. I didn't have the, I didn't give it the best <laughs> uh, we score. We go back to that episode, you I gave, think you yeah. hated it. You gave it a 73, um, but otherwise. You did not. And you did like the bad guys. Um, Actually, bad guys got 75. Yeah, yeah, Bad Guys was great. Um, so maybe there were some decent... See, the problem is I'm drawn right away to, like, Lightyear mm, and the stuff that really kind of the failed. Minions, of the Minions. Mm, yeah. So, absolutely. Luck. Dragon Ball, well, Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Yeah, but even some of the anime releases. I mean, we did Deer King and whatnot. I believe me, I would love nothing more than to give uh, uh, an anime, and best animated. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's 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 been a while since we've had a real big heavy hitter. I know. Uh, we ended the year with Wendell and Wild, Strange yeah. World. Just not yeah. heavy hitters exactly. whatsoever. Exactly. Whatsoever. But, um, okay, so the Tom Daly. Tom Daly goes is... to <laughs> Del Toro's Pinocchio by Guillermo Del Toro. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna see how much we can keep, keep these sound effects up here. We'll see. <laughs> the battery's gonna the battery's gonna run out. <laughs> um, okay, so this is the most informal thing. <laughs> Where do you want to go off next, Finn? Um, how about I go down up? How about that? I don't even know what that means, but go for it. <laughs> let's let's do best editing because uh, I don't have an honorable mention on this one, but I did put a lot of thought into best editing. Okay, I love it. Uh, so best editing, it, it's a hard to think back and remembering how editing made me feel watching a film. But there was definitely one film when looking at this huge list, uh, I mean, a lot of movies here, at least the 2022 list, Yeah, that I remember how editing played into comedy, uh, how editing played into just how we consume the film, how a very bold setup, uh, a bold concept was digestible through editing. Uh, so the Tom Daly for best editing has to go to Paul Rogers for everything, everywhere, all uh, at once. That's uh, a great yeah. one. That's Absolutely. a great one. I think too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the audience was a little. <laughs> the audience was taking a drink. So I think <laughs> collectively. I think that's great. First of all, I'm glad that we even take a note of editing. Yeah. And even when you go on our site, we okay, we might not be like IMDb where we have the full full credits sure. of every single human being that worked on the film mm-hmm. but we mm-hmm. do t- we do have a space where we mention film editing yep. i don't think enough critics talk about it yeah. i don't think it ever comes up in the videos or the written reviews anything yeah. Yeah. and i think it cuz it helps make a film so much and i think mm-hmm. throughout the year you'd be shocked with how much you have mentioned film editing absolutely it hard ma- to go back from a birds eye though yeah. you know it's funny with everything everywhere. I I wouldn't have maybe guessed it, mm. but as soon as you said it, it's just like, oh, of course that's what it is. Mm, yep, yep. Um, wow. Okay, so film editing, 
goes to everything everywhere all at once. Yep, Paul Rogers. And I mean, even in that, you know, we don't really remember editors. Uh, if anything, directors oftentimes get that editing. I mean, Edgar Wright is a perfect example of that. His editing yeah. and directing yeah. is kind of one and the same. So, uh, well done, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> uh, everything everywhere, uh, a great movie. Got and, a 77, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Maybe not to the heights of what it was getting praised at. Sure, Hundreds sure. and such and such. And, oh, you yeah. know, five out of fives, yeah. but uh, 77 is a good score for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. And yeah, a very it, fun movie. And unique. Mm. It was nice that Hollywood was coming out with something like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so next we want to jump into VFX. Sure, we can do VFX. Um, You're like breaking up your thing. Uh, no, no, more so I, I skipped VFX just because it was, you know, we, we already talked about it. I mean, VFX, <laughs> I mean, we talk about visual effects, uh, you know, the 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 actual CGI, yeah. practical effects, explosions. I feel it's something that we talk about quite a bit. Yes. Uh, it's something that you're interested in. It's from a the, big, from, yeah, it's, it's been, I mean... And it's kind of always been a common ground for us, like caring about it and caring about when it's done well and when it's done very poorly. And most of the time it's been, well, I'm a, I'm a big time stickler for it. Yeah. I'm such a practical effects kind of guy. Right. Especially because when you look at it, I would give it more slack if it was so much cheaper to do mm. and easier. Mm -hmm. It's not. Mm. And oftentimes it's more expensive and you need just the teams of uh, the digital department. Yeah. And then, and so often it just looks absolutely terrible, absolutely terrible. And it's that uncanny valley of something's off. I can't be, I cannot jump one hundred percent into this world right now and mm. buy what you're what you're giving me. I'm the not, immersion of it, absolutely. Yeah, it just doesn't work. And it's always been a huge bugaboo of mine. Mm -hmm. uh, total difference between Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit yep. are always my go-to in my head and everything like that. Things why I love The Revenant so much is the lighting, the natural lighting that's used, sure, and just the practicality of good old-fashioned. Working with your environment, yep, even though yep. there's not too much that needs to be CGI anyway mm -hmm. in that film, but you know what I mean. But it's in the it's realism. in the edges of the frame. Yeah, realism know? and things like that, not this glossy fakeness. Sure, uh, obviously Always a, a big focus, uh, and and with how much Marvel we covered this year and how much superhero we covered this <sighs> a lot year, a of bad superhero is, this is, year. Is, yeah, is it's pre viz uh, pre viz production refers to you know the visual effects being done before shooting even happens or even you know before uh, they 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 wrap shooting. So when it comes to that, that's that's really hard to judge because sometimes I don't want to rip into something visual effects wise uh, when I know it is tireless labor, you know, uh, you know, it, uh, oh, horrendous hours for these visual effects artists and truly artists at yeah. that level. No doubt. No doubt. Um, in just the same way with animation. But uh, but yeah, uh, it's something that we care quite a lot about. So I, I, I definitely have a runner up, but the Tom Daly for best visual effects has to go to. Del Toro's Pinocchio once again. Wow. Uh, him and the Jim Henson company uh, absolutely killed the design. And you may think, well, it's, huh. it's kind of hard-pressed to call that visual effects. It's, it, I, I would argue because it's stop motion and how good, excessively good that stop motion looks, guess what? I mean, it is... All wow. visual okay. effects work. Again, kind of that surprises me a little bit. Yeah. Again, I don't know what it would be. 2022... We, we, I don't know. Not the most impressed with this year. Sure. Certainly. Yep. But man, that, that, that kind of shocks me. Yep. It yep. kind of shocks me. I have two kind of tied runner-ups in my mind. I'm very interested to hear these runner-ups. Okay. So I, I think both are a little hard-pressed, and that's why I don't think it gave it where Del Toro's production and the Jim Henson Company's production behind it. Yeah. 
I was just so thrilled with. It was easy. It was an easy win for me. Yeah. I think I'm not upset about it, by the way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're on the same page. Uh, we got to be on the same page for the Tom Daly's. <laughs> two two abs. <laughs> I think uh, as much as I was a hater for it, I, I have to give credit to, of course, Top Gun Maverick visual effects wise. Uh, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate you I saying that. I cannot be a emerging industry <laughs> voice uh, with with without giving credit to uh, I mean I, the incredible work to keep the real real and keep CGI in the edges of the frame almost unnoticeable uh, to it I was going to bring this up later uh-huh. in a different segment okay um, I'll do it now do, and, but do it I also wanted to tie it into Top Gun Maverick because it's almost all real sure. almost all real right right and a lot of natural lighting yep which there wasn't a lot of digital lighting at all a sure. lot of it they shot specifically when the weather was perfect wow. or the proper opportune thing in mm-hmm. the time frame that it was. And that's, I want to tie back to the Revenant because something about that I really, really appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, as generic... It's kind of an older-fashioned way of doing things, Yes, honestly. and I'll tell you what, as generic as the writing was, as generic as the character development <laughs> right. was, and as kind of vanilla the acting was, yeah. the practical effects and the action was... It, 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 it's worth mentioning. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, second honorable mention, and uh, I'll put a cap on this, and this is more so just because I, I really enjoyed this director's return and how much he was able to cut through my expectations of what was going to be probably trash was mm. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I, so I was going to actually bring that up. I, yeah. I didn't think you were going to say it. Yeah. And I was going to ask you about it. Uh, I mean, Sam Raimi being able to make arguably the first horror Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, which is being explored more. There was there was a horror short called Werewolf by Midnight that's now being explored on D- Disney+. Plus. Okay. So uh, definitely crack things open. And just how Sam Raimi that movie was arguably more Sam Raimi than the Drag Me to Hell of which we yeah, covered yeah. that week uh, as kind of a lead up to it. Um, I gotta, I mean, I gotta, I gotta so show some love to what he was able to, able to do in the exact sh- same scenario where I expected previs trash, uh, kind of um, a disassociation uh, with the, what was going on visually and what's obviously was going on film-wise right, with, the, right. with the director and what their vision was. Because so. I would have just assumed it was just schlock, just just normal, terrible <laughs> yeah. VFX. Sure, sure. But it worked at least. Absolutely. I mean, uh, we can't you know do spoilers even in this type of right, setting. Right, right. But, but there uh, was stuff that looked good. Yeah, specifically towards the end. Uh, and and again, the best the best thing I can say is, I mean, this <laughs> I mean this film lives up to the legacy of what Sam Raimi produces and directs. Uh, in in such a such a meaningful nod, but also that looks fantastic. I mean, I I, I got to give at least uh, uh, you know a little bit of credit there. Honorable mention for sure. I love that. I yeah. love that. That's all good. Yeah. Okay. So the the Tom Daly for VFX went to. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, no, okay. He forgot. <laughs> and then I guess appropriately the Jim Henson company. Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. That's fair yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Ben, moving on. What's our next award? Best score and sound. You want to do? Yes. All right. So best score, best sound. I feel like... You give me some thoughts on this. Well, no. I'm thinking about just for our category. Mm -hmm. I was going to tell folks, it's our first year. So we're getting our feet wet and we're trying trying to see what works and what doesn't. But I kind of like the idea of it doesn't need to be one. If there's not an orchestrator, if it's a band, Mm. if it's just an overall soundtrack, that is absolutely killer. Mm. Um, I almost like this best music or something like that or whatever we want to. Not so pigeonholed to classic The Guy. 
Right, right. Or woman. But okay, that being said, I mean, standouts for me this year as far as music, I don't know. I'd really have to kind of think about it, honestly, mm-hmm. because I, nothing sticks out as far as being unbelievably, I, I, I don't know, the Batman soundtrack, just that overarching, mm. kind of menacing, like, I, I really like that. Uh, other than that, I don't know. I maybe sh- could have looked through the list a little bit better, thinking about that in mind. But it's hard from the bird's eye and remembering how you know uh, things other than story, things other than performances, you know, background yeah. aspects played into the feeling at the time. Uh, just like editing. But uh, I'll tell you what: if there's one thing that we talk about more than editing, more than VFX, as much as we bring that up, oh yeah, is definitely music. It's always music. Yeah, absolutely. So, what are some runner-ups? I think. Well, I think I have a fifty-fifty split. Um, oh really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're breaking the rules. <laughs> Take out the buzzsaw, <laughs> line it up. We are splitting the Tom Daly. <laughs> oh my God, the audience is cracking the up here, folks. Is- wow. Okay, all right. Let's quiet down. Quiet down. Thank you. Um, we gotta have a, a bandsaw sound effect next time. So let's do a fifty-fifty split. I guess, like you know, uh, I mean, never I before I, in Tom Daly's history has this happened, folks. <laughs> this is history in the making. I mean, I can make the tough decision if you want me. Well, to. let's just go through. Let's just go ahead and name both. What are we talking? Well, about? you hit on it already. Michael Giacchino for the Batman. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> uh, definitely, I think is my honorable mention. If I have to give one to to uh, to someone specific, um, That's when it funny, comes, huh? yeah, <laughs> uh, I. I mean, as far as the Batman taking something, I mean, so, I mean, the Batman's just been done to death. Oh, and no doubt. To have a unique identity, uh, the church bells, the organ, uh, and to make it so gothic and to have that play into the style of a darker Gotham, a year two Batman, I mean, I think it was a really perfect example of just you know form matching function you know what i mean it is yeah. it is really uh giacchino killed it uh and uh i, I really i've always loved him as uh, as a composer uh going all the way back to the star trek remakes uh so, so i love the star trek oh, yeah. remakes i love the tunes there absolutely yeah. uh and uh, he clearly has a a good insight into Switching things up, but also not making it, you know, uh, 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 an oddball soundtrack. It sounds like Batman uh, without having yes. to be a copycat to someone as prolific as and, Hans Zimmer that left such a footprint it, on Yes, it. and would you agree this is perfect two-year detective noir? Absolutely. Like, definitely darker, emo-ish Batman. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah running running makeup yes, uh, yeah. In, in the rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I love it. Okay, and what gets the... Um, that If you had to really pick, yep. that's your runner-up. Yeah, the fact that I pulled it out, mm-hmm. does it lift it up at all? Um, yeah, absolutely. And that's, if anything, where I would want to split it. You know? <laughs> okay. Um, if, but gun to your head, this is gun- the one. <laughs> gun to my head. What is the one that... Bullet re- in the chamber has to go to disaster piece uh, mm. for bodies, bodies, bodies. Uh, I think this is uh, a fan uh, favorite for me. Uh, I love Disaster Piece, but also what he was able to do. Yeah, it's a person, not a band, right? That's yes. a specific artist, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just what he was able to do with creating such a uh, a interesting soundtrack, not like pop hits that you would he- f- that you would hear on the radio, but still kind of obviously making the soundtrack right, right. Uh, feel like something that these these uh, you know uh, these these kids would listen to uh, within the uh, within the uh, uh, the soundtrack itself. Uh, on top of that, as well, uh, his actual score in this is everything that I love for how 
retro chip tune and mm. and very very horror themed his music can be sometimes so the tom daly for best sound and score best music goes to disaster piece i think that i think that's fantastic yeah yeah because i think people are going to sleep on that movie a little bit <laughs> but don't forget it, it's a who done it that you love we yep. talked about it last week because mm-hmm. we were talking about glass onion yep yep um and the fact that the um the fact that the, the soundtrack also is a killer that, yeah. that it's that adds. You really liked Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Absolutely. What score did it get, actually? Uh, I think I gave it high 70s, I want to say. Yes. I mean, 76, a very good score. Mm-hmm. A de- definitely de- a different whodunit. Yeah. You really like the writing in that film? Yeah. Um, again, another one kind of came and went a little bit, um, as did so many of these 2022 films mm-hmm. did, actually. Mm-hmm. But I love mm-hmm. it. Disaster piece, Tom Daly goes to it. Yep. And Absolutely. a shout out to the Batman from the both of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Both amazing scores. Both scores that I, I've listened to continuing after the review, that's, after that's my review great. process. Yeah, very cool. And I would say it, it's great that, you know, you have also, you've said this a few times, which I think is awesome, but mm-hmm. oftentimes when you go back and are writing your notes per mm-hmm. film, you'll go back and listen to the soundtrack oh, yes. while you write the notes. Puts me in kind of the headspace of the feel of the movie. And no one's doing that. <laughs> I'll brag. I'll brag about it for you. No one's <laughs> you, doing you'll, that. You'll pump me up. It's ridiculous, and I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Okay. Okay. We start to get into some bigger categories here. Mm. Uh, do we want to step into? Actually, what's left? Is there anything mm, else? Cinematographer. Oh, then we're getting yes. into like the actor, director, actress. So already, I almost want to take a note. A lot of my notes there on, on Maverick could mm-hmm. have been also really cinematography as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, something like the lighting stuff, maybe. If not even more, because of what was done with the physical jets. Um, yeah, I guess it really goes in cinematography, my praise for that. Not so much VFX. No, I, uh, the thing is, why Maverick is notable with VFX is because I think of how unnoticeable the visual effects work is. So the lack of visual effects. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that's the that's the kind of the artistry of it. You want yeah, it unnoticeable. Yeah. You want it in the edges of the frame. You one in enhancing the feel, not necessarily being the subject. Okay. Uh, but uh, So what are some runner-ups? Uh, so I, I would say <laughs> Tom Daly, first time, uh, three-way split. No. <laughs> I have uh, a runner-up of what I saw, okay. uh, and then I have a runner-up of something I didn't see. The one I didn't see is Empire of Light, and that's Roger ah, Deakins. Came um, out in December. Yep. Uh, Roger Deakins is a... We talk about him often. And Heavy I would say, hitter, yeah, yeah. Number one on our list. I, I think so. I mean, as far as I, I, I'm honestly, I don't track cinematographers even as much as I love. Uh, we do talk about know, a lot. Look, yeah, yeah. But Deacons is always someone that I can always spot his work. We covered him in Jesse, J- uh, the assassination of Jesse James. I think in other films this year. Yeah, yeah. Because there was one thing you were like, I love the sound. Oh no, you were like, this looks great, and mm. you went back and looked, and you're like, I know it's Deacons, Deacons, yeah. of course. Uh, I think that happened a couple times. Yeah, uh, and so I, I haven't seen Empire of Light. Uh, I mean, boy, if if seeing Babylon and. Uh, and Fablemans was pulling teeth in theaters. I don't know if I'm going to be able to see Empire Light in theaters. I might have to wait for a rent on that well, one. Yeah, it might be secondary theaters, though, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the smaller chains when it when it after sure. that month gap, kind of. Sure, sure. Uh, but uh, when it comes to that, Roger Deakins, I just know I'm I'm definitely going to like it in some way for cinematography. So I wanted to give a special nod for that. Okay. I would say uh, honorable mention runner-up probably has to be... Uh, RRR. Oh, uh, the, wow. the guy is KK Senthal Kamur. And that I mean, surprises me. RRR is just such a massive production. And yeah, that doesn't all lie on, on cinematography. Right. I think you watch the first real action sequence within the first 20 minutes when they're in the prison yard in that movie, and you see why cinematography makes it all work. It is 
a doozy <laughs> to to handle and, and it is uh, a, it's, it's a bit of a visual feast as absolutely. well right it's just because there's so much going on yeah and then that what over three hour film I think? <laughs> it's a lot yeah, yeah. The, the the founding fathers uh, <laughs> marvel movie that rrr is uh but uh but yeah uh i i really got to give credit there because wow, uh, if it was if it was yeah i i that this, this was one that i really put a lot of thought into because again it's hard to recall uh, all of the beats that I liked in cinematography, but I really took my time on this one to kind of going through back. the list. Were there some standouts though? Absolutely. Like this was like okay, and this uh, is runner up. This does not get the award. Yeah, right? No, no, no. This okay. is runner up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Tom, the Tom Daly for best cinematographer. Oh, here we go. Okay, goes to Ben Davis for Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, I think, really. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Thinking back and, and and going through, it also just hit HBO Max, so I was able to return to some of the actual frames of it, which was a, a big help. Wow. Uh, okay. To this. Uh, just some of the atmosphere that is able to be conjured. Obviously, the extreme rural atmosphere that is in Banshees. Yeah. I think that loneliness that plays a part in the story that is being told about the ending of this friendship. Uh, and that loneliness is sold, yeah, it's sold by dialogues, yeah, it's sold by a little bit of the of the music, but it's sold by the cold, crisp, art, you know, uh, Atlantic, Atlantic atmosphere that is coming from this remote island. Yeah, and it surprises, that's a, I knew it was beautiful when you did touch on the cinematography mm-hmm. and just exactly that, it plays into itself that where you're at speaks to this story. Yep, yep. But I'm shocked that it's on the list that it made the it got the award just because you could definitely say it's a it's such I mean you take RRR in this. Right. Very different. <laughs> yeah. And where I don't want to knock it for saying it's simple the simplicity of it, mm-hmm. but it is and that's what kind of makes it magical as well. But yeah. boy, it was that good and that had its own character so much Absolutely. that made it worth it. Yeah, and I think it's specifically how it plays into the story. You know, uh, it's, I love it's, that. it's the melding of the two together. Yeah. Um, because I think that's getting some award nods. Yeah. I don't think that's one of them though. Really? For cinematographer? No, no. Well, yeah, I think for it's... cinematographer specifically. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but it's getting love in other areas. And hopefully, because I mean, otherwise, what am I? What am I looking at for uh, for best cinematographer? It's probably going to go to Pinocchio. <laughs> Multiverse. You know what? You're right about the Avatar thing. Yeah, because the camera uh, tech itself. Not top of mind. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't crack a billion. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's definitely the elephant in the room. But (laughs) People are going to be bitching about that one. That wasn't even the conversation. Not even a (laughs) runner-up. Not even the runner-up. But the Banshees of Indian Sharon, I love it. I mean, you gave it a 74, which is a good movie. I know. uh... but, But not great you know not in your must-sees or anything yeah, like that yeah. but the cinematography is playing that much of a role mm-hmm. um it's special it's cool yeah, yeah it was beautiful looking i know absolutely. the shots from it were beautiful mm-hmm. and uh folks at home i mean we we talked a little bit about maybe a kind of a segment where i return to some scores and whatnot if you'd like to see that if you'd like to hear that Right in. Uh, let us know. But uh, I think uh, I think I stand by my my rating within a Sheeran. Uh, even though I do, uh, I I've, I've kind of come to love the movie even more uh, with some time passing. Um, okay. I still think I still think uh, the score is great and and it is a great movie. So. Awesome. Okay, Ben. All right. So the Tom Daly for cinematography goes to uh, Ben Ban- Davis. Banshees of Aaron Sheeran. Ben Davis. Cool, yeah. man. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we'll keep track of Ben. <laughs> I was like, who, who's Ben Davis? Um, I think he's in a decent amount. I think he does it. 
I think yeah. his name really, I think, pops up more than you would think on the site. Like yeah. putting up previews. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It just rings a bell. That's another thing where I think why editing and cinematographer talent gets lost in the shuffle is because they're they're much more working professionals. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they they're on so many more productions, so it's kind of hard to spot uh, trends or stylings. You know, when they have to probably conform to directors or studio uh, asks. So. It, yeah, very true, and I think the top top guys are the ones that have you listen to it and, be, and you watch it and it's like oh it might be this guy like <laughs> yeah. a um like some of the guys we talked about yeah. uh, roger deakins yeah or like, like, like a deakins yeah. or something yeah and it took deakins famously or, or maybe even infamously forever to get an oscar win i think he finally mm. got it for 1917 uh if i remember correctly. oh wow okay yeah. well he deserved it for that but yeah yeah but but like it took so long for him to get that note uh that nod yeah just just is what it is but i know what i like and banshees was gorgeous and and again combined uh you know uh, the feeling of the film with the look of the film. Cool, cool. All right, coming up on the Tom Dailies, our next award is for... You want to do actor, actress? Yeah, let's do best actress Okay. of 2022. Mm-hmm. What were some runner-ups? Uh, I think runner-up for best actress has to be Kate Blanchett. Runner-up? Um, yeah. <laughs> He's- Wow. He's ready to go to battle for his girl. Uh, no, no. I mean, it's just if I had money and had a place to bet. Yeah. I think I thought she was getting the award. Uh, I, I I put a lot of thought into this one just because, well, I mean, Blanchett is, is such a powerhouse in tar. Uh, yeah, she, yeah. I think is, she's on the top of most people's list. Yeah, for this and, coming award ceremony. And I mean, award I, season. I wasn't too hot on tar. Uh, again, uh, going back to the review, I really don't like how it ends. You uh, said this thing that saved it. You gave it a 66, yep. and you said what kept it out of almost the 40s, low 50s yep. was her performance alone. Absolutely. And how much it's on her shoulders. And, and I agree with that. She's able to juggle such a demanding role, you know, highbrow, orchestral talk. Yeah. Um, a huge uh, amount music of Music history, and, yeah. uh, music theory. Uh, you know, I mean, these things are, are not without um, seeing that she's making a conscious effort to have some expertise there. Yeah. You know, it would be one thing if she's just saying the lines. She's selling it as well. Yeah, and yeah. I think uh, she really sells this uh, this performance as a, a high-end composer. Uh, wow, I can't... I, I can't. <laughs> what, do you, I, what do you think? It I is? have no idea. I mean, I know it's not Anna de Armas for Blonde. <laughs> so let's just. What if it was? Uh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> and the Tom Daly for Best Actress goes to uh, Danielle Deadweiler for Till. Uh, I think wow. uh, she has to get it. Um, for me, I she was able to bring such motherhood to the role. I wow. mean, I praised that film over and over again in that review of how lasered in it was on telling this story and not yeah. having any fat, any any alternative motives of just honoring Emmett Till as a you know uh, as a tragic character as a as a, as a tragic uh, event. And I think what I return to, and this was a one that I really had to just like look at the list and just like stare at it for a while. <laughs> uh, and what what kept on coming to me, d- despite a very good score for Till, I think I gave it an 80, 80, on, the top. 80 yeah. on the dot. What was coming back to me is when I saw on just the, the name Till and an 80, I remembered so much of the emotion that she was able to bring and how real it felt to a grieving mother. Uh, and uh, Wow. Yeah. Uh, I think she's a powerhouse, and I think she's well-deserved of the Tom Daly for Best Actress. That is awesome. Wow. <laughs> Fantastic. And it goes to, how do you pronounce her last name? Uh, Deadweiler, I think. That's right. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Damn, okay. Wow. From Till. That's fantastic. And uh, yeah, I'm glad Blanchett was a runner-up. 
I think you're going to be hearing a lot about her. Yeah, she may get the, you know, come Oscar time, she may get it. She probably will. Uh, I'd love it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, goes to Danielle. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Well deserved. Okay, so Vin, now we go on to best actor. Mm-hmm. What do you, let's just talk about this year. Okay. Do you think it was, I feel like it was lacking in both categories. Mm. I think female performances, I think we were we were lacking a lot mm. as far as films that came out. I wish there were more stronger mm really good catchy female performances sure, sure. I thought it was lacking a little bit mm. I also think for the males a little bit too I think uh, more so the males I thought I thought oh, it was a pretty strong year for a female oh wow okay, but right. definitely in the in the swing that both were a little bit weaker and I think the male performances were definitely weaker uh, maybe... so much so that these two that I have I have an honorable mention in the win Really, the only ones that I think uh, are, are kind of worthwhile. De- deserves to be mentioned. Yeah, even. yeah. Like it's going to be tough to pick a top five for it, the Globes or absolutely, which they did or the Oz, absolutely. Whatever. I mean, I'm sure stuff you know people will get it, and then obviously we're not covering like a best supporting or something like that. But uh, yeah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. It's, we talk was, about the supportings a... during when we're rec- you know exactly. we're doing the films. Mm-hmm. We got enough going on this episode. <laughs> enough going on <laughs> um, so what are these let's go through runner up for best male lead uh, runner up is definitely Colin Farrell for Banshees of Inishira oh wow okay uh, all right. uh, it really it all boils down to he is he is able to conjure that little donkey that he <laughs> brings around he is like a human version of the donkey he has as a pet it's it's so it, he's he's able to conjure such sadness uh, and uh, and again I mean going back to that review I mean it is all about the performances there uh, it is all about that uh, relationship true. falling apart yeah, yeah it's heavy dialogue just yeah. heavy it is on <laughs> Very the actors. Irish yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but for the Tom Daly of Best Actor we got to give it to the man's return Brendan Fraser Yay. for the whale <laughs> there we go oh wait a second that's right yeah yeah, yeah we forgot the audience. <laughs> Finally, Brendan Fraser. Take, uh, he's standing. He is he's standing. standing. <laughs> he lost the weight. Wow. Um, <laughs> no disagreements there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm. I'm happy that you said that. I'm happy that even the film that got what a 67, I think. Mm. Even I mean, you got a 71, which is a good movie. Mm. But I mean, talk about just much of Kate Blanchett was carrying that movie on her back. Mm. It, it, it's not that the whale. The whale was. Brendan Fraser's movie, and yeah. that's it. Basically, mm. he had four characters. Other than that, yeah, I mean, yeah, a little much. bit of his daughter for the most part, but yeah. it it was him. It yep. was his movie to have, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, he crushed it. And, and, and to hear that his his return is so triumphant, the twenty two minute standing ovation kind of stories that he was getting and whatnot. I mean, again, uh, going back to the review, I think The Whale is a very messy, very complex film, uh, but uh, Frasier was uh, on point for the whole time. And uh, I, oh, I think, man, uh, this is a big deal. <laughs> he's, he's back, folks. So. If they snub him anywhere else, it doesn't matter, because this <laughs> yes. is the most important right here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I wanted to maybe give another... Brendan Frazier, congratulations on your award. <laughs> yeah. 2022, Tom Daly goes to you. Yeah. Uh, one name that had to be at least floating around in your mind, mm. okay, if you were looking at this list for a mm-hmm. while, was Austin Butler for Elvis. I think so, absolutely. Just because he was able to capture such a exactness to Elvis. You look at the side-by-sides, I think... Was it, there a reason why he wasn't in the conversation, really, or in top? Maybe he was third on your list. I think... Uh, uh, I think Elvis, the, the product of the film, was unlike a tar, 
unlike a whale, mm. uh, was truly tarnished by the director and Tom Hanks as well, as far as the the feel of the entire film. Okay, uh, I feel like Butler's performance uh, was more along for the ride of those two styles: the very wow. strong narration wow. from Tom Hanks, and then the very strong stylings of. Um, Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, Baz. Baz. Yeah, Baz, Baz Lerman Lerman. Yep. or whatever his face is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I feel like he That's was little, not wow. able to... a little to more ass- harsh than I thought. Yeah. I mean, listen, he did a great job, and uh, if anything, I think he will probably probably be in the, the tops of the list. Right, uh, right, right. Year, for sure. Okay, very good. All right, so those are actors and actor. Brendan Fraser, congratulations. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome Most back. Most importantly. All right, All right let's, 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 let's get the heavy hitters out of the way. Best picture, best director. So I'm, I'm. What we're all here for? What the audience is in the seats for? I'm excited to hear about director. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think it's going to match. Oftentimes, where they will coincide. Oh, uh, very true. Best yep. picture and best mm-hmm. director. Uh, I don't think it will this year. Yeah, and I think there's a bunch for directors, and I think there's one I'm going to bring up later, which I can mm-hmm. almost assure you is not on your list right here. Ooh, okay, yeah. okay. And I'm like excited it. to talk about it, but that'll yeah. be later. Uh, I think a director was a real hard one. Uh, Andrew Dominic for Blonde. Uh, not wow. that Blonde, I mean, Blonde was a was a hell of a ride. Uh, but it I just think surprises me though. He was um, he was he was uh, someone that was able to not compromise on his own stylings. Uh, and you made that comment. Yeah, when it came out too. Yeah, we Blonde both seems like more of a his movie than it is a Marilyn Monroe movie. So <laughs> we both uh, like this movie, I think, more than most people. Yeah, yeah. I, would I think say. people are just repulsed by it, honestly. Maybe. I mean, you gave a seventy-five good score, yeah. and I got to tell you, I think I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, but good honorable mention though. Yeah, yeah. Some other honorable mentions. I mean, more so just as far as strong year. I mean, I, I was not a huge fan of Fablemans, but Spielberg was able to wow, really? put his mark on on this this. You know, mature family drama, uh, and uh, and as well, I mean, he basically made a soft biopic for himself. Yeah, uh, which uh, I don't know. I mean, not many directors get their own biopic like that. You know, so oh, very true. You can say yeah. it's conceited. You can say it's a puff piece. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, but uh, and 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 honestly, a slew of other honorable mentions I can give because I really do love. Studying directors, seeing how the films play into yeah, it. It's much easier to have kind of a top five for this one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <clears throat> uh, but right down to the meat of it, there was only one director Ooh. that returned from hiatus and arguably made his most defining feature that, uh, that, that plays and fits right along with the type of movies he was making in the heyday. We're going to go ahead and give the Tom Daly Best Director to David Cronenberg. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. for Crimes of the Future. I think uh, Cronenberg's return from his hiatus. So good. So good. uh, He made a movie that could fit right along with the release of Scanners and Videodrome. Uh, I mean, it felt like the quintessential Cronenberg movie. People are going to forget about this film this year. I don't think it's going to come up on most people's list. I think people forgot about it already. Yeah, especially (laughs) when it comes to to director and everything like that. Yep, yep. to forget about what this guy continues to do. Yeah. Well, he wanted to make this for decades, first right, of all. Right. And you were astounded by it. People who watched it were it was shocking. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It was new. Yep. From like an old school director too. Mm-hmm. Uh I love that. Yeah. I think yeah. he totally deserves it. Absolutely. And I think uh, no one's gonna give him love this year. I, it, that's that's the unfortunate thing. And not that I'm I'm just kind of picking the uh, No, no, know, not at all. 
the the more hipster choice, if you will, or anything like that. But when it comes to Cronenberg, I mean, I I, I loved Crimes of the Future. Um, yep. That was one of my favorite episodes that we did that week, uh, that this year. Uh, that week of movies was definitely all about like movies that I wanted to watch. So very enjoyable. Uh, again, it really just boils down to not only is he coming back from a hiatus, not only does this film fit in the type of films that he was making in his prime, uh, but arguably is is probably his best it, film. I was going to say, it, yeah. it's... Which is it just doesn't it's not supposed to work like yeah. that. It's not supposed to work. You're like supposed that at to all. have a couple couple years in the in the sun, you know, and, and that's it. You know, I mean, you only have a, a handful of movies that wow. are considered the greatest, and then you 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 kind of burn out. Uh, not the case here, and not the case with Crimes of the Future at all. Wow, Crimes of the Future, David Cronenberg, best director for 2022. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Absolutely, um, I really really like that. Yeah. Because and I think it's so deserving. It's like you said. It's not because you're going against the grain or anything like yep. that. It's how you truly feel. Mm-hmm. And I think if people are being honest when they look, I think it's got to be. If you watch these films, mm-hmm. I, it'd be hard pressed. I'd want to be on your top three. Yeah. Because what yep. he's delivering there. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. What are these others that you're you're thinking of? I know one, but but I, I want to see. If well, no. What's what's? Uh, I I think it's it's Edgar Berger, something Berger. Uh, for All Quiet, the the German guy. Yes. Uh, well, I. <sighs> Because he's he's a younger director. He does. Too. He, yeah, he deserves. You're right. I mean that that would be top three. That would be top three. I just think that people are going to go a little bit more generic. That's all. Mm. Like I think people are just going to say James Cameron to be James Cameron. Oh sure. Like you know what I mean. Once again, the elephant in the room is um, splashing water on the audience. I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised. Something in your comments that Del Toro had, it actually didn't mm, pop up. Sure. Just for sure. what Pinocchio was and uh, what he was able to do with that, and especially mm-hmm. going against a rival Pinocchio that came out the same year. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think yours makes a lot of sense, because when you look at these films, it's it's just like, what else would it really go to? Yeah. Like I said, yeah. I think there's some obvious ones that I think a lot of people would just assume, but... Mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, maybe the ban- like- maybe the Banshees of Ian Sheeran as well. Sure, sure. Uh, uh, Brando, he's so good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, I, absolutely. I mean, I, I think uh, when when it comes down to it, I mean, not that a director has to go on a on a vacation or a hiatus. I mean, I guess Cameron technically did that as well. <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, I, like I said, I just thought it was such a perfect storm uh, and such a triumphant return for him. Awesome, so. love it, love it. Yeah. Okay, so the big boy. Here the we big go. Big boy. This big is boy alert. Best motion picture of the year 2022. Vin. Yep. We covered almost all of them that came out this year, with mm-hmm. the exception of maybe a few, and we're probably still going to cover them here. Right. But right. What were some runner-ups? What are some honorable mentions when it comes to the best picture of the year? So, I mean, I think this one has to kind of be by the numbers a little bit. Uh, yeah. yeah. I it's think almost I, like we make it easy for ourselves. Because, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I think runner-up is definitely Del Toro Pinocchio. Uh, but, you know, as <laughs> as, it is, as it works in real life, it's a, if it's up for Best Animated, it's going to get snubbed from everything else. Yeah. So. And that's not how we have to work either. No, We're no. not we're hard But, I mean, the honorable... <laughs> ma- I mean, the honorable... Right. We go by numbers. And like we said earlier... There's four yeah. above eighty percent. That's yeah. all this year. Absolutely. We had Del Toro's Pinocchio at eighty three. We mm-hmm. had Till at eighty, and we had Crimes of the Future at eighty two. I think yeah. Crimes of the Future could definitely be in the conversation yep. for yep. Best Picture for what it does. But like you said, there's really only one film uh, came in with an eighty five percent. Yep, there's only one big boy alert, uh, and we gotta give Best Picture. The Tom Daly goes to All Quiet on the Western Front, uh, a huge movie, uh, so deserving. Yeah. 
I loved. I gave it. I gave it two shoes, two laces. Yep. Which I only other did that for the Lord of the Rings. Sure. Trilogy. And that, <laughs> folks, that means <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I cannot stress that enough. A lot. Tom <laughs> loves Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, I just think another film on Netflix that came and went. Yeah. And because. It was, you could switch it over to English subtitles. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I loved watching it with German subtitles. Yeah. It just immenses you more into what the picture's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, yep. And I loved it. I'm shocked that for me, a, a subtitle film won. Mm. Not that I'm bad at reading subtitles. Sure, no, sometimes it's, have it's to, a real talk. Like, yeah. I have to be in the right mood yeah, sometimes. Yeah. You know, I mean, you look at how good Parasite was and sure. everything like that. But boy, this movie, I think for this year, I think we're both in agreement. Yeah. I mean, I really think we're both in, in agreement on this yeah. one. It's it's by the numbers of what actually by the got, shoes. Uh, yeah, it's by, by the <laughs> shoes. <laughs> he's mar he's marching to the Western Front. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it, it was just such a tremendous performance. And what I go back to when I'm looking at this list, um, I watched the original All Quiet on the Western Front. Yep, and thirty. Yep, from 1930. I think. Man, I, it not I, I'm not one to say. Oh, it's the newer one. It's got to be better. You know, if anything, oh, it's oh. always the the inverse uh, that I like the original, yeah, the if originator. It, if, if there's a rule, it would be original. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and to see this done just to the nines, to have a modern production, but wow. also fit into the true heavy, heavy message of the original book. Uh, the original work. I, I mean, it, it was it was really it was a it was a killer production. Just one of those great great war movies that you absolutely have to make time for. Yes, do not sleep on it. Yeah. I wish I could have saw this in theaters. Mm, absolutely, I deserves to be on theaters. Like, big IMAX, big Dolby. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think everyone. I think take time to watch it or like legitimately get some friends together. Yep. Whoever has the biggest screen, yep. have some popcorn, and like actually go out of your way to enjoy this movie. Turn yep. the lights off, make sure your lighting is right, the sound is good. Yep. Yep. It, it's, a, it's a film that's really, really good. Mm -hmm. um, such a shame that it's kind of, this is the one where it's like, God, it's on Netflix and they're not really, <laughs> you know, they're not really pushing it. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean Glass Onion got four times the amount of praise <laughs> and, and you know, the chatter. Yep, yep. Um, but here we have, once you know, for the final time, all choir and on the Western Front, it, it's just so Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Well it, deserved. It, it so deserves it. Well deserved. As it's, as the audience agrees to. <laughs> not the first time you said it, um, but for the second time. <laughs> yeah, they, they were nodding off a little bit. <laughs> really good, though, Vin. Yeah. So, yeah, because I, I don't and, know. Any on I, here that you would disagree with? Like, flat out? Um... Like, no, I'm not upset about anything that you said. Sure, sure. Like No I, snubs. I'm surprised. Like, I, I will say, if you gave me the categories, I don't think that Del Toro's Pinocchio would win two. Mm, okay. But I Fair understand enough. that they won. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there's nothing that you said that was truly kind of shocked about. Mm -hmm. The one, the uh, Banshee's and Sharon kind of surprised me that it got... It got a win and a, mm -hmm. and basically a nomination sure, too. If you want to look sure. at it that way, yeah, right. So I, I mean, that's so I don't think there's anything like I, I straight up disagree with. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And if I had these, I, I wouldn't be too far off from you. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like maybe I would put Kate Blanchett sure. as the best actress. Sure. But honestly, it's it's. I don't think anything there. I and I love that you gave um, every everything everywhere all at once. Kind of came out towards the beginning of the year, mm. and it had a lot of flash and bang when it came out. Mm -hmm. But it's been really quiet lately. Sure, even in, in some of the chatter about the award uh, the awards coming out. Yep. So yep. I think the fact that that won, uh, I think that's really deserving of it in editing. Yep. Absolutely, and hopefully it doesn't get for forgotten. Uh, I, I think. Uh, well deserved, but I, I think you have a good point that positioning in the year 
it's what's top of mind usually. Yeah, it's weird. It's yeah. weird. Maybe not how it always should be. But okay, all right. So best director goes to Cronenberg. Yep. Best film goes to All Quiet on the Western Front. Yep. Which I love. Mm-hmm. Let's get into some other of the awards that we have. <laughs> Let's get into the now, wild cards. Do you want me cards. to do some and then we'll talk oh, into no, yours? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Do the wild cards. Okay. Well, there's I'm gonna... gonna have to think on my feet here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks. So again, this is still Tom Daly Awards, but these are the awards within the awards. So they all have names, <laughs> but it's the same trophy. That are invisible, but you just picture whatever they are. We'll send them out. We'll send them out. Don't okay, worry. so we're gonna start. We're gonna start with. Yeah, I got the order that we're gonna go. Okay, to. I'm right. gonna name what the award is. Okay, and say what the meaning of the award is. Okay, you know. Okay, so this is the Ryan Ruffalo Award, <laughs> otherwise known as the Mark Reynolds. Okay, and otherwise it, known. This is for the worst Ryan Reynolds and or Mark Ruffalo oh. movie. <laughs> And folks, this covers all of what we covered twenty two. This right. is new films, old films, doesn't matter. Okay, so Vin, <laughs> here we go. It's a big one. We have the Adam Project. Okay. Okay, you gave it fifty one percent. Free Guy with a thirty one percent. The Green Lantern with an eighteen. Spirited with a twenty nine. And Spotlight, the the Academy Award winners. The Academy Award winners. Spotlight with a seventy three percent. Okay, so one is not like the other. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, but like one only has Ruffalo. <laughs> it is the best. <laughs> He's getting so, booted out of his own award. The Ryan Ruffalo, otherwise known as the Mark Reynolds, <coughs> out of oh, those man. goes to. Uh, you know, uh, it, it probably should go to Green Lantern. It's got to go to Free Guy, though. So that's a fun- you could go by points on yep. this, too. It's like, okay, so Green Lantern got an 18. It's got to <laughs> yeah, be Green Lantern. Also, Green Lantern. But as far as movie. Ryan Reynolds goes. <laughs> yeah. You gave it to what? A free guy. Wow. Free guy's got to Free get guy. It. Yeah. May I t- say you were wrong? Really? Yes. <laughs> Believe it or not, there's right and wrong answers to this <laughs> one. Right. The Adam Project, because it, it, the Adam Project has both Ryan Reynolds and Mark Ruffalo. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. He's so right. Oh, wow. Even you, though it's the second best rated. I completely forgot. <laughs> it's got to be. Some big variance in the scores there. <laughs> you know what? I, if, if I can recall my vote, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey's coming in. He's saying he read read it wrong, folks. He's read it wrong. Jimmy Kimmel's going to try to come in and wash this up here. So this is. Well, go ahead. I mean, you want to give it the free? No, 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 no. It, it's it's Adam Project. I think pretty clearly the Adam Project. I'll have to keep I'll have to keep a sharp wit about me uh, when <laughs> when they're both in the same film. Okay, so that again, Ryan Ruffalo, otherwise known as Mark Reynolds, within the Tom Daly's goes to the Adam Project. Okay, so this next award is this is the Houdini Award. Okay, for the film that could disappear and oh, no one would care, let alone notice. There's a lot of those. Okay. <laughs> I think this is a pretty good award. Yeah, I actually love that. The Houdini Award. Okay. The Adam Project, mm. <laughs> Free Guy, <laughs> Operation Mincemeat, Oof. Waiting for the Barbarians, <sighs> Beast, and Breaking. Wow. So I think some of these people would, it's like some of our listeners are going to forget some of these. Uh, yeah, yeah. All I, these are also new, I think, except for Waiting for the Barbarians. Yeah, but but like in within a year. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That has to go to breaking. Uh, it was, really? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. 
Because Breaking was like supposed to be like a serious movie for John Boyega, uh, coming off the Star Wars trilogies. It, it was so su- true. Yeah, it was supposed to be like this big uh, Dog Day Afternoon approach. It was right in the marketing. And it was boy, yeah. In it- addition to just a. Oh man, bores you to tears. Uh, I think people would forget about breaking. I it came out this breaking. year. <laughs> I forgot about breaking year. until you told me right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one to add, Kimmy uh, with uh, Zoe oh, uh, Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, yeah, and that was a Soderbergh film. Uh, I think that's that. Yes. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, yeah. But uh, a very forgettable, not as forgettable. That's a weird one. I know, yeah. Yeah. I think he just had like a contract with HBO or something. Okay, all right. I don't know. Well, okay, so waiting for breaking. I would say Waiting for the Barbarians was kind of my pick for this. Mm. The reason why is because like I knew about the film, mm-hmm. and it took you five minutes of talking about it for me to be like, <laughs> "Oh my god, I know this film." And then like, and then yeah. it just like going. It yeah, came yeah. and went. The story was slow and kind of oh, boring. Yeah. It was kind of just like, yeah, it yeah. Just was came and went. I know, and, and especially with all the the Johnny Depp news, it was still kind of that's most true. Yeah, you so know, true. This is like I think the last film he did. So. Uh, uh, not quite. Oh, one, yeah, one of the last. One? One, yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. last ones. But okay, all right. So breaking this year, Houdini Award. Okay, okay, all right. Very. <laughs> that, that's good. a great category. I uh, love that. Do we want to throw some of yours in here? No, no. I mean, I have, I have a worst of the worst and a personal fave. But okay, uh, so we'll save those. Yeah, we'll save. Them. Okay. Next one is what I dub. This was going to be called the Jason Bourne Award. <laughs> this is now changed. Okay. okay. So within the right Tom Dailies, this is the Mr. Magoo Award. <laughs> Okay, for the film that doesn't really know what it is, what it's doing, or where it's going. Okay. Okay? <laughs> so. I, I kind of like Jason Bourne, but yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, Jason Bourne was extremely competent. Right. So these films are not competent. You know what I mean? Oh, Mr. Magoo, he's mm. nearsighted, can't see anything. He's always just getting himself to trouble, doesn't know what he's doing, where he's going all the time. So I kind of well, changed to Mr. Magoo. I, hey, I love it. <laughs> right. Okay, so uh, I definitely had to put on Catwoman. Oh. For the film that doesn't really understand oh. that it's trying to be a motion picture <laughs> right. and failing to be a motion oh picture in so God. many ways. Oh. Okay, I have Fantastic Beats, Secret of Dumbledore, for forgetting about the fact that, that it's about an... the Fantastic Beasts. Yes, yes! That right? is an excellent nomination, Tom. <laughs> uh, we have Reindeer Games for, for <laughs> thinking it's so much better than what it actually thinking is. it's the smartest film on the block. <laughs> uh, I have this one. I, I think my next two won't really win, okay. but I wanted to mention them just to give them yeah, some, these nods some are chatter. Great. These are great. I have Minions, The Rise of Gru oh. for forgetting the target audience. Yes, it was this 70s it was, love affair. You said kids were silent in the yeah, film. Yeah, it was like this disco affair like yeah okay so i thought that rock jokes like it was just like kids don't get this right right um and then i said uh pinocchio the one with zemeckis (laughs) and and uh tom hanks and the reason why again i think it it doesn't really deserve to win but i'm gonna put it on there because for failing so miserably up against another pinocchio film yeah not seeing so much what it needed to be where Mm. it needed to go yeah you know so that was that Pinocchio, the Disney Plus version. <laughs> um, I made a note here saying every superhero movie. Um, <laughs> Definitely Thor. No, no, but every superhero movie not about the main superhero. <laughs> oh, yes. That was a huge through that line this was, year. was, absolutely. You talked about Black Adam. He yep. kind of took a second spot yep. at times. We didn't really cover... Um, uh, Black Widow. Yeah, uh, I don't think we covered that. I think that was 2021, yeah, but yeah. still... 
It's, it's a trend in 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 hero movies. Did Morbius even take it? Yeah. Um, oh, Doctor Strange did. Yep, yep. Doctor Strange took a back seat in his own film. So yep. I thought that deserved a thing. And another reason why I'm happy that we did this special now and mm-hmm. not two weeks ago, uh, Babylon, for being <laughs> yes. so confused, <laughs> so confused, not know where it's going or oh what it's doing God. or what it is. Oh man. So what do you think, the Mr. <sighs> Magoo Award within a the lot, Tom Daly's? A lot of nominations, a lot of honorable mentions. Yeah, there's not a set number in any of these. Uh, man. Good list. Excellent list. Yeah. Fo- like, flawless list. I figured I'd get you on Fantastic Beasts. I, and I think... Because that one had, like, one mm, fantastic... Who is thinking about it? I think it gets it. I think it's absolutely no. Fantastic Beasts. No. Because I... Uh, Last and- week, you said, Babylon is the messiest <laughs> film. You said, even over Elvis. Even over Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which both equally can be on the list as well. <laughs> I know. I was going to put them on, but I figured that was good enough. I think you made it, it, the... Wasn't even on your radar. Yeah. The the, the dots connected uh, when you said Fantastic mm-hmm. Beasts, because I just remember just watching those movies and being like, wh- how do they fundamentally misunderstand? And it's crazy that Catwoman isn't winning, <laughs> because Catwoman I, is a... It's the second worst movie yeah. on, on the entire <laughs> Catwoman list. Catwoman is an atrocity. It is a miscarriage a of 7%. a film. 7%. Yeah, <laughs> but it is man. Let me tell you, uh, Fantastic Beasts. I think it it it, it represents what this award is going. To, if, if I could be so, yeah, if I could wax poetic about this, Mr. Magoo Award. Uh, I think it represents. Uh, what we're going after is just like what? How did they misunderstand their own concept? Yeah, you know. You said it had like one beast. Oh yeah. And it oh, even on even so- even the magic, uh, the wand spanking. Yes. You oh. know, <laughs> the wand spanking. People dying to fire when they can teleport anywhere in the yeah. world. It's always oh, I, I. I'm getting angry about that. <laughs> those films. Again. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay. <laughs> that's phenomenal. Pretty good one, huh? That's okay. that's top notch. Okay, I think you're really gonna like these. All right. These next two awards have mm. movies in the title, mm. so it already get like they probably should win this award, mm. but we're already getting given a nod. Okay. Like we're literally naming, and I think we're going to do these every year, <laughs> right? So the, we're naming the, the award after these. Okay? okay, so the first one is the Sweet Smell of Success Award. Okay, okay, All right. and the reason why is this kind of goes for the film that's the biggest surprise. Ooh. Doesn't necessarily need to be the best one we've covered in all okay. of 2022. Okay. But what was the biggest surprise? Obviously, Sweet Smell of Success mm. uh, had everything going against it. It was made in the 50s. Yep. And that's all you need to know about it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Listen to the review. And <laughs> so, obviously, this probably should win. I mean, you gave it an 89. Yeah, but let's keep like it 2022, maybe. No, uh, let's not. Oh, no? No, well, I got my list here. I'm not, <laughs> oh, not oh, just yeah, right, right, giving okay. you the award here. <laughs> So the Sweet Smell of Success Award, which is the biggest surprise this year. Yep. Ocean's 13. <laughs> which you gave a 78 over Ocean's 11. The best running joke the, in the whole franchise. The Naked Gun. Oh, because boy, for the three weeks, I mean, egg on my face. <laughs> for the three weeks leading up to that episode, I was just I was just shitting on it. You're right, right. Assuming it was like, well, this is obviously 30s or 40s. Right, right. Nope, gave it a 68. Yep. Again, not this best movie ever, but, but, but still, the surprise. Yep, yep. Uh, another, I gave a nod. I don't think this is going to win, but Prey. Mm, definitely a surprise. The reason why Predators and The Predator mm-hmm. were very, very bad movies. Yep. Pretty much bad movies. Poor trajectory. No one was asking for a new Predator movie, yep. let alone Here Comes One off of Hulu. Yeah. Made by Hulu. Yep. And you gave a 70%. Yeah. And it was yeah. refreshing a little bit. Female and a different led. Take. Yeah. 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 So I gave that a little nod. Absolutely. Uh, biggest surprise again, RRR. <laughs> triple R. <laughs> that, that was a surprise again, in many ways. 68 again, but a big surprise. Yep, yep. Uh, one, Moby Dick. 
Oh, yeah. Which I thought you gave a 77. Mm-hmm. I had to do a double take on it. You gave Moby Dick from the 1950s mm-hmm. an 87%. Yeah, it was phenomenal. I mean, think about that. Some of yeah. our highest movies of all year mm-hmm. came out of the 50s. That yeah, which, yeah, absolutely. goes against what we always think. 50s is a, is a bunk. I know. But Moby Dick, 87%. Yeah, big surprise. Yeah. Wow. I put Coherence on here. Oh. Very, very small sci-fi. Very, very low-budget sci-fi. Yeah. So much dreb and dribble we've had out of the yeah. sci-fi genre. Yeah. Gave it an 80%. Mm. Uh, another nod. Don't think it'll win, but I wanted to put it on here. The Menu. Oh, yes. Gave Such it, a surprise. Gave it a 78. And out yep. of all the horror we covered this year, one of the highest rated mm-hmm. and a huge surprise. Yeah. You, you would think it would just be... A typical whatever yeah. horror. Blumhouse schlock. Yes, nothing. Blumhouse schlock. Yeah. And the last one we'll end it on is Airplane. <laughs> For a movie that you were not looking forward to covering. <laughs> what started You were the not going to be surprised on. <laughs> yep. Uh, you, gave it an eight, you gave it 82%, which is one of the highest all year. <laughs> That's so, so again, funny. it's the biggest surprise. Ocean's 13, oh, The Naked Gun, man. Prey, Triple R, Moby Dick, Coherence, The Menu, and Airplane. Ooh. I, I that it has to go to menu because menu Whoa! It, menu it had the biggest variance. Menu had the biggest like I thought this was gonna be trash. No. I thought this was gonna be twenties. Wow, I'm, sh- I'm and shocked. Then- <laughs> I thought I put I put praying the menu on here just to give nods. I didn't think it was gonna win. Yeah. I mean, really, not not Ocean's Thirteen or Moby Dick. I mean, well, obviously, well, I guess Moby Dick was going up against my assumption that everything from the fifties was gonna be bad. <laughs> uh Mm. And Ocean's 13 was, I'll tell you what, Ocean's 13, we'll give a nod to, that was my biggest surprise. Oh, yeah. Of you. And it's it's a big surprise in the special because it's like, wow, I thought Ocean's 13 was going to be the worst of all of them. Right. And, and that's people the legend. hate it. Yeah, yeah, the legend, it's the worst. It yeah. falls off the map. Yep. And a 78 is it. Now, Ocean's 11 got a 77. Sure, sure. But you would think Ocean's 13, it's like yep. 45. Oh, yeah. Maybe 48. No, yeah. 78 you gave it. <laughs> I really did. It really was. The but really, the menu. Just, I think so. Just because the menu was such, a, you walk away from it with such a wow, I was kind of taken on a little bit of a journey here and unexpected as right. well. Uh, also, just just the sheer shock that wow. the menu actually tells a story that anyone working in the culinary industry should probably watch. Right. <laughs> it's such a true-to-form right, right. <laughs> like story for them. Uh, yeah, I think I got to give it to the menu. Wow. I think I do. Yeah. Damn, okay. The menu gets the Sweet Smell of Success Award. <laughs> Realistically, Sweet Smell of Success. Should right, but, but you know, we yeah. get that Sweet Smell of Success, how great is that? The title, too. It. it just Absolutely. works. Absolutely. Sex of the film. It's, Absolutely. It's On the opposite side of that, <laughs> our next Tom Daly Award. Yep. This is the Kane Mutiny oh, Award. perfect. <laughs> for the biggest disappointment, okay? Oh, we got, I actually thought about this the other day. We got to create a donation tier for the Kane Mutiny. Uh, oh, we have all the maybe. themes. The Kane Mutiny has mutiny easily award. been the 20, 2022's Would it be, meme so the Kane Mutiny got a 39%. Would it yep. be a $39 donation or a $3.90 donation? <laughs> Ooh, maybe, yeah, maybe. It's, you know, uh, it's, it's the budget friendly. Because if people hate it's us, the they can just be like, "I just want to get my note in." So here's three dollars and ninety cents. I think that might be it. Just, you know, trying to create a mutiny a little yeah. bit. Okay, so the K Mutiny Award for the biggest disappointment mm. goes to either Uncharted for how much we love Uncharted the oh, game, yeah, how much yeah. I love it, how much anticipation over the past I don't know how eight much? years <laughs> right. we were waiting for this right. film. The, the, the short film with uh, Nathan Fillion. It got and, yeah. one shoe and it got a forty-five percent. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, biggest disappointment, Drive My Car. Oh. The reason why this was being touted as, oh, this is the next Parasite. Yeah. This yep. is it. There's something There's something mm-hmm. about this. this An is international film that will sweep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You gave it a 60. This also had that weird 45-minute opening yes. where the movie just changes completely, oh, which my was God. this weird thing that might still be happening in yeah. cinema. It had like a TV show in front of it. Right. Uh, it was right. so odd, yeah. So that um, here's another one, <laughs> Coda. Coda was a 2021 film. It won the Oscar for best film. Oh man! You gave it a 61. And talking about the biggest disappointment. Uh, It was a Disney Channel. So again, this was an early on watch, trying to catch up before the Oscars came on. Um, The Gray Man for the Mm. fact that Netflix spent 200 million dollars on this piece of crap movie. He gave it a 53. Uh, Other was on here was Carrie. Oh, for being a. Very, very well known original horror story yeah, from huge. what's the what's the guy's name? Uh, Stephen King. Yeah, Stephen King. What's the guy? <laughs> Everyone knows Carrie. Everyone knows it's a classic horror yep, film. You yep. gave it a thirty five percent. I thought Carrie was terrible. Yeah, and for oh, f- such a weird soundtrack too. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm glad Carrie I, was a mess. Yeah, I didn't think you were expecting that yeah, one. Yeah. And last one I have on here again. I don't think it'll win, but I want to put it on here is Kin. And the reason why <laughs> is that kid had an awesome space gun, and he never used the space gun. <laughs> he never did it. The space gun was never used. Biggest uh, disappointment. Uncharted, Drive My Car, Coda, The Gray Man, Carry Your Kin. I think... Good a, list? I mean, any honorable excellent, mentions? Excellent. Can, yeah. um, maybe... That's tough. I know. I mean, it's I mean a maybe list. Lightyear honestly belongs on that Ooh, list as well. Shit, you might be right. Yeah, just uh, because I mean, it's it's here's like why Buzz Lightyear. I actually yeah. think I, I almost put this on the list. Uh-huh. Here's the reason why you weren't expecting it to be good going in. Ah, uh, true. You were true. super unex. I was excited for it. You were yep. not excited for that film. Yeah, yeah. So and then it turned out to be even worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. There's that. <laughs> um, I think, and and going back to the review, I maybe didn't communicate how much I was kind of on board with. Getting behind a dumb blockbuster action film with the return of some big directors, I think it goes wow. to Gray Man. Wow, yeah. really? I mean, I'm not surprised. Two hundred million dollars. Two hundred. The Russo brothers' return. I mean, they are coming off of Endgame. Uh, we don't like the one actor, but we uh, have it's Chris um, Evans and uh, and Ryan Gosling. Which. We love Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Gosling is like killer. He's yeah. awesome. He's not just a pretty face. Mm-hmm. Dude can act. Yeah. Uh, uh, and realistic. What, what did I give it? It was like 53. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it is still kind of a whatever kind of movie. Right, but right. I, I was expecting a lot. I mean, the Russo brothers finally having a separation from Marvel. I, I, I felt like they were they had so much built up and there was nothing original there. It was all drone and, shots, and basically. And what's crazy is they were the executive producers of um, everything. everything Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So that's crazy. Oh, yeah, and much more of a unique film. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus. So listen, I mean, biggest disappointment, obviously, kind of the Kane Mutiny, because you're looking <laughs> yeah. forward to. But okay, wow, the Gray Man. I hope the Kane Mutiny Award stays around for the entire run of the podcast. I it, people need to know. Yeah. That the Kane Mutiny was a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So I have. I think that's it. Okay, yeah. So for you, that's it. I have I have my award. Okay. Now, okay. All right. This is the Golden Laces Award. I love it. Okay? Love it. So this is really my only award within the within the Tom Daly's. Yep, okay. Yep. And the Golden Lace Laces Award is a combination of things. It is a factor of, and this is just 2022 films, by the okay, way. Yeah, okay. yeah. This is all 2022, so this is my not best movie, but sure. this, this is my gold, gold laces. It's golden laces. I mean, come on, lace you know? up. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is for the movie that. Is part the biggest surprise, mm. part best film, and part 
Uh, movie that deserves just one extra nod, an extra slap on the back. One I felt that came and went a little bit too quick or didn't mm. get enough praise at the time. So it's not like best movie where mm-hmm. I can just say, well, All Quadrant on the Western Front, Got Two Shoes, Two Laces. Right, right. I mean, not it's not Lord by of the, the numbers. Rings. Right. It's yep. about that film that deserves it. Again, it's it's for the for a 2022 film. I have some runner-ups, runner-ups here. Uh, one was Crimes of the Future. Okay. Okay. Just to give a nod to Cronenberg, uh, I I think that and movie. Vigo. Oh, of course, Vigo. It's your boy. I think the movie did come and go a little bit. Mm. I think it's going to be forgotten a little bit as oh, far yeah. as. Uh, I think it's already forgotten. And when the yeah when the other awards come out, the lesser awards come out, and I think that's a shame. <laughs> I think it's a I think it's a really big shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, I do need, want to give a nod to All Quiet on the Western Front. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did get the best score for 2022 out of me. Yeah. The best the amount of shoes and everything sure, like sure. that. Top Gun Maverick. It's very impressed. I real again. I, I, I don't need. We, we went through it before. Generic writing. Yeah. yeah. Generic character development. But it is generic like acting. Technically a marvel. You know? It was cool. The action was good. The dedication to getting real shots with real lighting, real jets. Yeah. Actual true camera work mm-hmm. and uh, and dedication to getting those shots. Yeah. I really appreciate that. I wanted to give a shout out to this one, and okay. this is not again. This is a runner up. And I think if you had a Golden Laces Award, this would be the winner. Really? Okay. Mad God. And I think this could be in talk for director and cinematography. Sure, sure. It's all Phil Tippett's. It's all all your uncle's basement. It's all down there. (laughs) But Mad God, I just think, shouldn't be forgotten about for just... That dude worked on it for like years oh, and years. 30, maybe. And if people yeah. you remember, it's this crazy, weird, horror, spooky. Mm, stop motion. Stop. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just technically. Stop motion. Who And this guy did Jurassic Park animations, oh, yeah. right? Or, uh, or, Robocop, uh, Star Wars. I mean, Phil Tippett is a, is a mastermind of uh, yeah. practical effects. So I just, I think that should be mentioned. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the winner for the Golden Laces, though, is The Batman. <laughs> I really, really like the bat. I didn't give it yep. a shoes. I saw, uh-huh. I saw it like a week after we did the podcast. Right, right, yep. But I did see it in Dolby Atmos Theater, mm-hmm. which is the way to do it with that sound. Mm, absolutely, um, I punches as well. As you said earlier, Batman has been done to the nines. Mm-hmm. It's been beaten over our heads as far as superheroes go. That maybe in modern days, like Spider Man as well. Sure, but Batman goes back further. We have so many Batman. What they did here, they managed to do something. I don't know. It 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 felt great. The movie it felt yeah. great. I love the detective noir. I love early on Batman. Yep. I liked Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. I liked the way they went about it. I really really did. It wasn't quite your typical Batman movie. They were able to reinvent it, mm-hmm. and not only that, in a horrible landscape of superhero movies that we've had mm. last year, this year, and probably years to come. Yeah. I think this stands alone as a very, very, very good movie. Absolutely. And I'm ex- I can't believe I'm saying it. I'm excited for more Batman movies. Wow. If Robert Pattinson's in. Yeah. If we get the Joker next, I- I'm very excited for it. I really like this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I- in the mess of DC's own landscape. I mean, geez, you know, they're throwing everything yeah. oh, out I know. now. It's crazy. I know. Yeah. And uh, I had a, I had a, there was a second in the, I didn't tell you this, but that mm-hmm. week I saw it, I was going to give a retroactive Tommy Two Shoes. It was, wow. But I thought, I mean, the rules are ironclad <laughs> when it comes to the Two Shoes. So <laughs> I figured, I best not. Best, best not. I mean, we're going we're gonna to lose. Donations are going to drop <laughs> if I go doing something the like that. The board is going to be upset <laughs> if we start messing with the Tommy Two Shoes. But anyway, so 
people of the Batman films, expect in your mailbox tomorrow a pair of golden laces for oh, you. Oh, wow. Excellent, excellent. I think that's wonderful. Uh, and, and yeah, you're so right. In I mean, 2022, I think, was a real low as far as superheroes. Mm, uh, mm. Marvel, weakest the phases have ever been. Oh, big time. DC, a dumpster fire. Which is uh, par for the course, but yes. Yeah, but, but more than ever. I mean, Christ, they, they do this reboot with Black Adam. Three months later, we uh. have Henry Cavill quitting Witcher, and then he gets fired. Like, it's... it's <laughs> So the fact that DC was able to do something like that and goes to show, put Batman on his own island, put him in Gotham. That's all he needs. It's just boots on the ground, street it. fighting. I love the yeah, film. Yeah. Love it. So, all right, good. Yeah, I was nervous about it a little bit. You had issues with that film a little bit. Uh, Some issues. Yeah, you gave it a seventy nine, yeah. so you right, liked it, right? But uh, yeah, I think I think I, I I love that choice though because I think it also shows just how much entertainment you got out of a Batman film in an endless landscape of Batman films. You know what I mean? It's it was yeah. able to bring something new. Uh, one that wasn't on my list, mm-hmm. uh, but I would. But it was so recent. Um, Pinocchio was close. Really? To getting there. Wow. Too, yeah. yeah. But, but that's in its own box, right? <laughs> <laughs> really good. Really good. Oh, he's got. He's not. Hey, he's not that funny. Quiet down. Quiet down. <laughs> But, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that's a Golden Laces Award. We got two more to go, Vin. Yeah, yeah. We're kicking it back to you. We have the worst of the worst. Yep. And a personal fave. And a personal, I like that, personal fave. Yeah. Almost like a Golden Laces, but a little bit different. Yeah, We have yeah. a whole variety of different. Absolutely. Different. Absolutely. different it's stuff. our awards. It's a Tom Daly. <laughs> so worst, and I like worst of the worst because it's not, this has nothing to do with the Kane Mutiny Awards. Because mm. Mutiny, there's a big difference between truly worst film yep. of 2022 and the Kane Mutiny, which is Biggest Disappointment. Mm. Again, two can be very different films. Yeah, because I think both with uh, Sweet Smell of Success, it's about expectations going into the film. Exactly right. Exactly and how they right. flip either, you know, north or south. So That being said, do you want to go with the personal fave? Yeah, let's go with the personal fave because I think the writing's on the wall. Personal fave, the Tom Daly goes to Crimes of the Future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think it's a personal fave versus something like a best picture because, I mean, realistically, I don't know if it is a film everyone can get behind. There was I was talking to someone about it, and he goes, yeah, I, my, my mom checked it out. He, she said, there's not enough pot in the world that would make me watch what? that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I like weird movies. I like sci-fi a lot. Yeah. Uh, and uh, going back to that review, much how I compared it to Dune, it is new science fiction. It is yes. doing something yeah. new. It is doing something exciting. And that is where I was really, you know, I was really thrilled with it. And then this obviously compounds with everything that I said for Best Director with Cronenberg. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. return to form in the most satisfying way possible. Like, he made his best movie, probably, after a hiatus and after being rusty. I mean, you know, it's triumphant. It's great. I, I, I couldn't... I couldn't agree with you more yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah, and I think it uh, it might not be suitable for all audiences, but I think in '82, it's it's almost saying that it is. Yeah, because yeah. I think this thing is it is special. Mm-hmm. You know, it it really is a unique, special property. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I love that. I love yeah, it. Absolutely. Worst of the worst, man. Okay, here we, it's our last award of the day. It's the last award. I know. We're, this we're is 2022 or all, yeah, all 2022. Year? Yeah, Ooh. I'll stick with it. So I mean, by by the numbers. Uh, from all year, it's got to be Catwoman. But for 2022, 
I mean, there was. <laughs> it's, it's it's first on the list. <laughs> it's first on the list. It is the first. I I remember texting you how much I was absolutely mm, yeah. dreading watching this film, and yep. oh my god! I mean, and then I had to deal with people throughout the year finding it and. Not agreeing? Uh, not maybe not agreeing, but like saying like, "Wow, this was bad." And I was like, "I knew it." <laughs> if you only listen to me, I, I was the, the raving lunatic. Right, right. <laughs> you know? uh, but the worst of the worst. Worst of the Tom worst. Tom Daly goes to. Gotta go to Moonfall. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Roland Emmerich. A uh, similar return to form for Roland Emmerich. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, I mean... That dude needs to stop what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he funds it all. Uh, I mean, from the Lexus product placement, from the bad CGI, from horrific acting. I mean, if anything, it shares Halle Berry with uh, Catwoman. <laughs> uh, Moonfall, 100%. Worst wow. of the worst. You gave it a 14%. Yeah. I mean, which is a low, low score. And I think that by the numbers for 2022, definitely lowest. I don't think anything dipped lower. Now, I mean, Firestarter was in the conversation yeah. with a 28. Yeah. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder with a 33. Ooh, Samaritan, a... you gave a 25. That was close. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, talk about a movie that really came and went. <laughs> yeah. And then you hated Spirited with a 29, and Avatar 2 looks really good with a 35 up, up against Moonfall. <laughs> right, right. Night and day. So I think that's hilarious when we, we ended on um, Del Toro's Pinocchio with an yep. 83, but the, I forgot the first new 2022 yep. film we covered was Moonfall. No wonder why it was an early release. They knew it was going to be trash they knew oh man oh that's man. so good Vin. i forgot about yeah. that <laughs> moonfall is definitely it uh but uh but that's it that is that is, we can we can wrap this well, thing up winners of the tom daly's 2022 take one more stand take a bow take Th a bow thank you so much and such good losers too you know right right um, such good, such a good audience as well. Oh, they, they sound the exact same. They're so on cue. Uh, really good list. I almost want to post this somewhere, or mm. just a, just a highlighted, abbreviated kind of thing. Mm. Uh, would be great. I don't know. I don't know if we put it on. Maybe I'll put it on socials or something like sure, that. Sure. But uh, I, I love the list here. And folks, this was a, it's a blast going through the films. Oh, yeah. It's something we forget. It's fun to talk about. We hope you kind of enjoyed some of the awards and everything like that. <laughs> There's no format here. It's kind of a mess. <laughs> yeah. But our criteria is. I, in my opinion, if I can pat ourselves sure. on the back here, it still is better. Golden Globes you can pay for. Mm. Okay, look at all the Amazon wins in the in the past. You buy, Absolutely. you totally buy Golden Globe. Uh, I mean, you can't you can't really take the Oscars seriously anymore. I, I know. mean, you couldn't for maybe decades even. Yeah, yeah. But the but, Oscars are a mess. It is a shit show. Yeah, last five to seven is just some is particularly. And uh, gotta be honest with you, some people now can't even maybe even. Oscars that should at least be nominated won't be because there's quotas involved sure. as far as race quotas and mm -hmm. culture quotas and yep. things like that. And we look at films for the films. You are definitely not always going to agree with Vin. Everyone is their own person. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the most part, we know where he's coming from. We know how he looks at films. Uh, and it's tough to disagree with how he got to a score. Yeah. When you compare against all the other ones, you're probably going to agree with him most. I know it's fun to go through... I mean, I agree with you most as well, and that's mm. just not saying that because we do right, a podcast right. it's together. Not an echo chamber. <laughs> I will look at your films and purposely and multiple times have gone to this site, this site, this site, sure. look at these people, mm -hmm. and hey, out of almost 900 films now, there's stuff I disagree with you. Sure, You sure. know, maybe one in whatever, 50 or 70, mm -hmm. there's actually some I get angry about even. <laughs> 
but I know it's going to be one in twenty-five on this site. I know it's probably going to be one in fifteen that that th- I think this site is way sure, off. You know sure. what I mean? So at least you know where we're coming from, and giving these awards out is actually something that hopefully these years go by. Yep, yep. They mean something to us because we actually think that there's standards. Yeah. And we try to stick to some standards. Absolutely. Uh, we always stay fair, honest, consistent, uh, and we really try to stick with that. You know what you're getting here. It's kind of foolproof a little bit just because you are dealing with one critic here. Vin sits down and watches five freaking films a week. (laughs) So it's great that you don't have, you know, it's not an aggregator of scores, of other people's scores. It's not this thing that can just change with culture. It's Mm. not this roller coaster ride of, okay, what do we need to score high right now? Or audience versus critic. Yeah, absolutely. So it works. Just our formula kind of naturally kind of works in that way Mm. of, at least we're a little consistent here because, Vin, it's just you watching the films. You know what you like and (laughs) don't like. We now know that as well. And we can judge... Do we watch these films off of your uh, off off the podcast? What you say about it in your score in the end? Yep, yep. This was the five. Was it worth your time? That's basically it. So it's a special, folks. We're not going to go ahead and do a producer segment. We'll do that next week in our normal episode. So just want to remind people, like I said, Vin watches five films a week. Uh, we started this from nothing. You know, mm-hmm. creating the website was a lot. I mean, it's been hundreds and hundreds of hours between making the mock site and getting mm. it up and running, putting yep. the films on. I mean, like I said, we have 850, 900 films to put on the site. It's mm-hmm. about a half an hour per film, folks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a lot of work. We have producer Sean helping us out just because Absolutely. we're trying to make a deadline for ourselves, for ourselves. And between that, taking the time to do the podcast and get it out mm-hmm. to you and set everything up, it was a great 2022. Now it's really time to punch us out and, and and try to get our name out there a little bit. So if you do enjoy this, if you are enjoying our company and the value that we're providing, if you find yourselves that you're into film, I say this every week now, mm-hmm. are you into film more? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're all kind of just hanging out once a week together. And talking about film and getting into the culture a little bit. Like I said, this past year, I have never been into film as much as I have been. <laughs> and it's actually been quite nice. It has been a very nice escape yeah. from an otherwise very busy year. Sure, sure. And if you're feeling some of that, if you're listening every week, if you're checking the, the website every week or whenever you think a movie is out and want to check it out, if you could, just go to the dailyratings.com, go to the donations tab, and become a producer yourself. If we're if you're getting value, send us some value back, and it's just a back and forth we have. It's a through line to you. It's a dialogue that opens up. And another thing I really can't make even stress enough, if you don't want to give anything, you can produce it another way too. You can just tell somebody about it. Absolutely. As we're really getting things finalized and buttoned down here for 2023, we really want to get our name out there a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that is all in massive, massive help to you. If there's a conversation you hear going on about film, get us in that conversation. That's really where we want to be. We want to be in the conversation. If it's not money, there's other ways to produce too. And we we thank you all so much who has stuck with us this year, been enjoying it, been telling people, been producing monetary Mm -hmm. value. Mm -hmm. Uh, Such a huge thing for Vin and I. We can't thank you enough. But that's it. Just want to say that in closing, our kind of our, our 2022 pitch to you guys and a heartfelt I, I, thank you yeah uh, really absolutely. a heartfelt thank you you know I, I could go into other people's money revenues and how they pitch to advertising companies and how they ask you for money or there's mm. peer structures uh, so you know you give us this much and we give you a little we give you a little taste mm, right, maybe right. gives if he's more then we give you more we don't do that it is it is there it is free mm-hmm. um, we just ask for a little bit of value back if you're getting it 
Yeah, a big thank you. A yep, big thank you to absolutely. everybody. Absolutely, from the bottom of our hearts. And uh, can't wait to, to watch more movies. Uh, can't wait to to have more and more exciting special projects. We have some exciting stuff lining up. And uh, yeah, uh, I mean, there's some big releases in 2023. <laughs> so let's talk about 2023 a little bit. Sure, One, sure. We'll talk about the daily ratings. We're trying to grow and we're trying to get out. We might be on a little bit, a couple more platforms maybe. Yep. We're trying to grow. We might have a couple other things that would be... I don't know, consumable items for you guys a little bit. Uh, Some ideas in the works and some ideas where we want to go. We want to be a little bit bigger and better for you, and especially for the producers in 2023. As far as filmmaking goes, Mm. let's talk about, Finn, the film's coming up in our next calendar year. Yep. What are some big ones? What are we looking forward to? What what is on your radar? Well, a big one, I think, is Oppenheimer and Christopher Nolan. Ah, okay, yes. Uh, And I think, uh, I mean... (laughs) Him doing advertising quite literally with a year countdown uh, on the trailer uh, to wow. the film. I mean, I think he's expecting it to be pretty big yes. as well. Uh, and talk about practical effects, too. Yeah, we expect a lot from he him. He made his own hydrogen bombs. I know. <laughs> he's a psychopath. Yeah, no. but yeah uh, Oppenheimer, definitely. Yeah, Oppenheimer. I mean, it's definitely a smaller uh, release, but um, Inside with Willem Dafoe. I oh, mentioned this a couple a tra- episodes back. Trailer, yeah, that's yeah. Right. I'm just super oh, excited. Wow, yeah. I mean, heist with Willem Dafoe. I mean, that's 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 where I'm at. Um, and I mean, man, uh, there, there's there's a lot of big franchises. I think while it's going to be a lot of work, I'm I'm honestly excited to do deep dives on on different series and different franchises. We okay. of course have Indiana Jones coming back. Oh my a, god, that's a right. flawless five spot. Oh my uh, god! You, oh, perfect, yeah, yeah. beautiful, yeah. Uh, we were uh, folks. We were Jones, talking. Yeah. We were talking before the <laughs> before the episode started. But uh, how to tackle the beast that is the Fast and Furious movies? Ten, Ten is of them. coming out. <laughs> Ten is coming out, and we're gonna do something. We got, we're, we're gonna, gonna do something. <laughs> that has been the beating child for us. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, the ongoing right. joke of when is this gonna have to yeah, happen? Absolutely. Twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah. John Wick four. Yep. Absolutely. Because it's John Wick. It's John Wick. Uh, I mean, will we ever... Is it going to be the last one, I wonder? I don't know. I don't know the plans. I would say no. Yeah. Who it's stops good. at four? You know what I mean? Who stops at four? <laughs> Two and three makes sense. Five, <laughs> you know, I might, he might go We're to six. We're definitely getting into diminishing returns with John Wick, for sure. We'll, well, they. I think they do need to do something a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Maybe four will be, you know, on the heels of one. Sure. A lot sure. of people like two the most, by the way. Really? You and I are one all the way. Yeah, yeah. But you got to be excited for a John Wick. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to say go ahead and say Mission Impossible. <laughs> you know I what? I haven't told you this either. I have been watching the Mission Impossible. No well, way. Well, I, I went through four, five, and six. Wow. Uh, Fallout's not but I actually yeah. don't mind some of them. Yeah. I mean, the later ones, and, well, the later ones are good. I think we watched Fallout together. And I, uh, Yeah, we saw it in theaters. Yeah, yeah. I liked it more returning back to it. Yeah, yeah. And um, I want to watch three again, but... I'm kind of excited for it. Uh, they don't, uh, again, generic kind of writing a little bit. Mm. They they are a step below Bond. I don't think mm. they ever surpassed Bond. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, the, the the latest ones, and I think the two that are going to be coming out are yep. actually going to be pretty solid action flicks. Yeah, the latest ones also have their own identity apart from Bond. Yes, they do. Yeah. And they have uh, practical effects as well. And I, <laughs> you have to give thank you for Tom Cruise for that, but excited for that one. Well, is this he jumped a cliff with a dirt bike or something like yeah, that? Yeah, there's I mean, some I've other big ones. Some, there's some, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's what he's going to do for the next one. But anyway, Mission Impossible 7. Yep. Definitely looking forward to. Of course, there's Dune 2. 
Oh, yeah. Part two. I think that's what we're most excited about. I'm more so nervous excited for it. I mean, I, I trust really? I trust Villeneuve as a director. Yeah, Denny's back. Yeah, it's just more so, and, and And hopefully he's going to finish out. I, I don't know if it's going to be a trilogy. I would imagine it's a trilogy. Uh, it's just such a big story. I have mm. no idea what he's going to do format wise. Do you think he would say? Do you think it would be part one, part two, part? I when I saw part one, mm-hmm. in my mind, it was a two. I I would love nothing more than that. Or could I honestly. mean? There's so many books. Do you think that this will just go on? Do you think Denny yeah. gets first two or three, and then we and just then, have yeah. this director steps in for here? Yeah, because I mean, it's like ten thousand, tens of thousands of years. Yeah. you know, the story takes over. But so. that first one was so good. Talk, yeah. I think as far as. The movie I can't wait to see the most in a theater mm-hmm. is that. Yes, absolutely. Is, is Dune Part 2. Absolutely. And uh, maybe a Mission Impossible, no joke. I mean, I'm not even a, a huge yeah. fan of it, but th- that's a good theater experience. And Oppenheimer, just because, God, it's Nolan. Yeah. He wants you in the theater. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> we go back to Tenet. He was, he was, he was breaking, breaking the COVID rules. Uh, two more uh, movies. There is one that said there's a, there's a real possibility this is going to come out in 2023. Oh, yeah? I don't buy it. Uh-huh. I actually wouldn't be surprised. You if think it's going to be pushed? I think it might be late 2024 uh-huh. because so much information is not on it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sicario 3. <sighs> wow. It's happening. Taylor Sheridan is writing it, and yep. Denny said he's interested. So, yeah, how does he juggle Dune and so, this? Well, yeah. if Dune's in post and almost going to be completed. Yep. Can he film and can editing happen so mm. quick? I don't think so. Right, right. But there's talks that it might come out late 2023. I would love that. Uh, Sicario 3. Yeah. So we'll see with that. Yeah. Uh, anything else on your radar before I say my last one? He's holding it to the chest. I don't know. I think no, we're pretty I, much it. We're not that excited. Yeah. I, I mean, if anything, it really comes down to just a nervous anticipation of Dune Part 2. Yeah. Just because, I, you know what I mean? There's a lot of buildup in that first one. If the second one doesn't bring it home, the first one retroactively as well. I think even going back to yeah. my review, I mean, now, you know, a year and a half ago, uh, I said that. I mean, there's a lot of, there's almost exclusively set up in that movie. It's got to bring it home. And that's why I'm kind of nervous about it. And this, not only that, this is... Our first time we have Denny returning to the same property. Yeah, he didn't do Sicario, Sicario two, two yep, yep. which Sicario two was great. Yep, yep. But you know what I mean? It's going to be interesting. It's like, whoa, this is a long. It's a yep. dangerous thing. You look at Sam Mendes doing Skyfall to Spectre. Mm. Spectre, I quite like Spectre. Yep. But there was a drop off there. Yep, it is. Absolutely. It is something with being so close that. Um, maybe it's best to get other people in. I don't know. Yep. I, I, if there's one director you trust. <laughs> I hope so. You know what I mean? I hope so. I hope he's bulletproof. Um, I'm also excited for <laughs> Cocaine Bear. <laughs> you are! <laughs> yeah, okay. So <laughs> I'm not so the. I don't like... What's uh, what's her face is directing it? Uh, Who did the Charlie know. the latest Charlie's Angels? Oh, Elizabeth, really? El- is it Elizabeth Banks? I think so. I don't know. I okay, know. I think it's Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> I don't know ter- what she's doing directing Cocaine, Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. But it's Ray Liotta's last film. Oh, that's right. I that's believe. right, yeah. So... It's the last time we get to see him. Yeah, I'm probably going to see it in theaters. Just <laughs> we'll to watch it together. Just to see Ray Liotta one more time yeah, on the big screen. Absolutely, um, Ray Liotta, because so much of his great stuff came like we weren't be able to go see. Sure, uh, we weren't able to go see Goodfellas in theaters. Yeah, and in his performance, all those small, I loved him in Blow as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. So. He's in so many bad things, but he's so wonderful. He's the best part of Wild Hogs. He is so good in Wild Hogs. What a callback to Wild uh, But Hogs. Cocaine Bear comes out in January. Yeah. So there's that as well. I, I, I'm, I'm excited for Cocaine Bear as well. It's, it's just one of those where it's like, all right. Yeah. It's a sleeper hit. Yeah, sleeper hit. Uh, awesome, Vin. Vin, 
I think want to thank you so much for sitting down and really. I mean, you've watched slightly over two hundred and fifty films mm. this week or this year. <laughs> this week, uh, incredible. Yeah, it might feel like one long week to yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, really good, folks. We try to keep something coming at you every single week. Yep. If we know that, you know, well, we try to have something uh, special if one of us is going to be sick. Yep. Vacations. We try to plan that out way far ahead because we don't want missing gaps here. Yep. We had one just a couple weeks ago, and that was kind of a, a weird fluke that wasn't supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we want to keep the value coming at you. We have a lot planned for 2023. And, Vin, I'll give the floor to you. you uh, no, so. yeah. I, again, I, not not to not to repeat, but a really heartfelt thank you to everyone listening. I, I love the engagement both in real life and then over over donations and over writing in uh, I just I, I you know I, I hope uh, that people get value uh, out of recommendations and maybe it saves you time maybe it gets you to watching something and I think that's why we like to release and stick to this weekly schedule not only are we trying to na- navigate algorithms and keep up with competitors and stay consistent know, and whatnot. stuff that is like we don't want to deal yeah, with I know, yeah, right, we really don't but uh, at the same time all of you are watching movies independently so if we have a play in that with our product i mean that's that's fantastic so awesome ben ben yeah. thank you so much i want to yeah. thank you personally how i thank you tom <laughs> those are dynamite categories uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh it was a blast that was the tom dailies folks we will see you for a normal episode next week on the daily ratings thank you all so much